Welcome, my dear DEI champions, to a new episode of the We Include podcast, where we bring you the latest and most impactful diversity and inclusion solutions in the market. I am your host, Juana Jordekescu, and I am taking you to Berlin, Germany. Today, we uncover the mission of Talent Diverse, led by visionary Kave Bulambo. They connect women and BIPOC talent with organizations valuing diversity, equity, and inclusion. And through their job board, employer branding, and recruitment support, they drive the conversation on what inclusive workplaces should look like. And I am thrilled to catch Kave for this one. If you are enjoying our conversations with founders of businesses for good in the DEI space, do click the subscribe button wherever you are listening to get notified of the newest episode and show your support for the show. Have welcome. I'm so, so excited to have you on the We Include podcast today. I've been looking for to have you here for over a year, I think. Uh, I've been chasing you, I feel, but you're here and I'm very excited. Lovely to see you. I'm excited. Thank you for having me. And uh, I've been feeling so guilty. <laughs> for not- <laughs> and I was like, we need to make it for this uh, scheduled time. So I'm delighted to be here. Thank yes, you. yes, 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 yes. Kave, do you remember where when we met? Do you? I, I remember very vividly. Yes, yes. I think the first time we met in person was at Zalando. And Correct. there was a workshop that we were working on, actually. And we had a teamwork. I can't remember what was our topic, but we had yeah. to go around the group. <laughs> <laughs> but it was TA. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember the exact focus and uh, I think that's where we met in person am I correct Zalando unites right Uh, (laughs) but I I I remember leaving the the group but also specifically the interaction with you and the conversation with you and that was like five years ago six years ago a long time ago but I remember and I took that with me throughout the years I'm like Kave is somebody to follow Kave is somebody who is doing already you were in TA like me and we were kind of you know, building our careers in this space but your voice was so loud not just by the loudness of it I think you have a very soft voice but from the power of the words from the from the wisdom somehow of lived experience of uh, working in talent of understanding the correlation between people who are looking to build a career and the corporate environment, the workplace inclusion and everything that was coming, I think, at that point already in the conversation. So I am just saying that, being grateful to have met you back then and uh, having the chance to to chat to you today. Thank you. Thank you. Of course, I'm also inspired likewise and in how you manage your own personal job and also by creating this incredible platform. I think it's amazing, really. And uh, I just love how you pursue your passion. And that inspires me to continue pursuing my passion. <laughs> <laughs> of which, you know, career I'm building. So well we're back. here together. We're here. We're in it together. Yeah. Right. We are here actually to talk a lot more around um, talent diverse. Um, but before we do that, let's jump a bit into who is Kave for everybody listening. So who is Kave? Kave is a multicultural individual, um, a woman uh, born in in DRC, grew up in South Africa, and then came to build a whole career, a whole new life in Germany. 
And um, I would say I am very passionate about building people up. Mm -hmm. I always have been that what lights up my heart. And uh, from the very get-go, when I was studying at university, I knew that I wanted to do industrial psychology, help people with their careers. And um, that has followed me. Uh, It has showed up in many different ways. Um, but the core of everything I do has always been about empowering people, building people up. And eventually that, you know, what brought me to Germany to study a master's degree in public mm-hmm. management. I wanted to influence policy on women's work and women's accessibilities to resources in society. And when I finished my master's degree, I couldn't do that here in Germany because I was not fluent in German at that time. Yeah. Um, and coincidentally, I ended up in talent acquisition uh, and in verb running at Zalando. Uh, and also within that space, I just figure out how to bring out my skills and talent to play as well, you know. Um, yeah, so if you, in a nutshell, I'm all about empowering people, connecting people, bringing the best out of them and showing them where to go. I love that. And I I just want to highlight, because I saw this on the website on Talent Diverse, um, while you work on diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives, amplifications, and projects, and everything, right? There is an extra there that you put, which is empowerment. And I have not seen that in many places, and I love that you are prioritizing that. There is a an understanding from my perspective that you have around people need to understand they have the power and how can I help that? So I, 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 I love that you brought it up without even me prompting in there and kind of going in there. And I see how that value of yours actually transpires in everything that you do. Um, was talent diverse something that you thought you would be doing? No. not at all i don't think many of the things that i uh, i have done have been influenced Mm -hmm. by uh, experiences that i'm either going through or experiences that i will um that have gone through uh, in the past and so talent diverse came after i had built i have been building communities um Mm -hmm. uh of underrepresented talent and women uh, in Berlin to have opportunities in, in tech, right? And so these communities are Black in Tech Berlin and Women and Work Connect. Before we changed Women and Work Connect, it was actually previously Women in Data because mm. I had been responsible for hiring for data and uh, machine learning um, at one of my previous employers and we couldn't hire uh, women in this area and I was like why is it so hard to find women in data women in machine learning where are they so I said let's go you know and find out and before we knew it hundreds of women yes this community then we decided to make it a bit more inclusive Mm -hmm. and open to a larger group of women so we changed it to uh women and work connect in general and Mm -hmm. so these communities were evolving by themselves and growing people were connecting and people you know having accessibility to knowledge through each other and then there was just this pain where people are like 
I'm looking for this opportunity. I can't find it, but I knew where the opportunity was because the companies will come to me and tell me, we are actually looking for this person who has this talent and these skills. I'm like, come on, I know, I know where they are. So this is where Talent Divers came in. And the reason why we call it Talent Divers, we really wanted to bring in this diversity of both women and underrepresented talent because I could have either decided to say, hire women in tech only yeah. or hire only BIPOC talent kind of sure. you know, platform. Mm-hmm. But I really wanted to bring in this diversity um, um, of the communities that we run that I created into Talent Diverse. So, yeah, that's how it came up. <laughs> yeah, 2021, yeah. And uh, it's been a ride. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and for that, I am quite sure. Um, when it comes to combining somehow, so you had this bricks, right, of experiences, of talent communities, of um, employers in the market that it kind of started to realize that in order to, one, have sufficient talent, but then, two, have maybe the level of innovation and collaboration and perspective, we need to tap into these communities. And you were kind of having that at your fingertips. And then you're like, I'm just going to build something that is even bigger than this. What is Talent Diverse's main mission at the moment? What are their main um, services or yeah offerings that you have um, for Absolutely. and for which markets? So our mission is to connect women and BIPOC talent to opportunities and resources that mainly propels their mm-hmm. careers. And we do that through connecting them to companies and organizations or any sort of opportunity that is uh, interested in diversity and inclusion and belonging. Um, and so there is a process through which both we have to match uh, both the companies and the talent on our platform to see if they have the uh, synergies mm-hmm. and then we, we connect them together. Uh, and the service that we provide really is a job board. So we have a job board where companies can advertise their opportunities. We do run events where companies can actually sponsor, so employer branding um and attraction services that we can run through our communities. And the third service that we're providing right now is more around um, creating and building an inclusive hiring process. So more of like, how do you actually improve your processes internally with your own people? Because we realize that it's not just a matter of posting a job and somebody applying, it's also working around the internal bias and unconscious bias that is built within your system preventing you to actually achieve your diversity and inclusion vision so we help quite a few organizations internally to build inclusive spaces including inclusive processes and then go on to the journey of bringing in the diverse talent that they need. I love that. And I think in a couple of different forums um, that we intersected, we we talk often about the most common biases within recruitment. So there's many, there's many things that maybe we want to be careful about. But when it comes to hiring, uh, I think we've both kind of experienced and tried to educate our stakeholders and our teams around halo bias or horn bias or things that are very like educational background, things like that, that 
I think especially in some countries in Europe, I'm not going to say, but maybe Germany, <laughs> there, there are a lot of things that are quite particular, right, to certain uh, regions. And I think you're now um, working with clients from the US, from the UK, from Germany. Do you see any particular patterns that you're like, we will hone even deeper on this. We will need to like develop even harder our services and our products and our expertise to help these employers become more in- inclusive. Yes. So the pattern is mostly around the interest. Um, and the interest is not coming from the top uh, mm. executive uh, teams. And it's mainly coming in from the hiring managers or the recruiters. Yes, they recruit sources. And then if they are lucky, they convince their hiring managers who then gives to convince mm-hmm. their people who then will take mm-hmm. the idea mm-hmm. you know, at the top. Uh, so primarily we have very junior people and middle managers who mm-hmm. really want to see uh, their organizations develop into inclusive spaces, but they really have a hard time to get approval. Um, for, yeah, for working with us, um, the 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 percentage of dropout rate is really high mm-hmm. uh, from uh, first communication, and this is because they're not getting approval. For sure. So the the interest yeah. is still bottom up. Um, yeah. We need to work harder on the on the. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, a lot of um, some of the other trends we see is that uh, some companies are either invested in it or they are not. Mm-hmm. Um, and those that are really invested into it take time um, uh, in terms of working with us. So the first start with the internal workshop uh, for their teams and then they kind of work on an attraction project with us. And then eventually we help them source um diverse talent and there are very few uh, companies that want to go through this. Um, this so your process. expertise in um, employer branding definitely helps in, in understanding how people can voice the interest, but then that journey needs to be continued, right? Like you need to walk the, the path. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I think it's pretty hard for a company that does not really invest a lot in their employer branding to understand talent attraction, wow, yeah. engagement, and then hiring and then retention you know like this flow is really hard to walk through a lot of organizations if they are not walking towards that um uh, that flow themselves but i'm lucky to kind of like explain it to them how it works and potentially walk through that path with them and eventually see results which might not immediately result into a hire but over the long period of time, you will actually result into a brand that uh, diverse talent actually identify with. Maybe not now, but in five years' time, they will have in mind that that company is one of the places I'd love to be. For sure. And I think we also somehow, as employees, so um, I'm currently with a cast. I've managed to break my hand. So I have... A, a disability and I was reading more and more about disability um, and about 90% of disabilities um, actually appear throughout somebody's life due to disease or accidents or something like that right so while my identity might actually change during my existence and I might prioritize different things and just knowing 
that certain organizations who would provide a more inclusive environment, they have a better understanding of needs, depending on this evolution of mine as an employee, it is quite refreshing. Um, yeah, super interesting. I, when you were talking, I was like, ah, I need to name and shame who are those who don't get it. But no, this podcast is really focused on positive action, on collaboration, and on people who actually want to make a change. So I'm going to um, ask around your your perception in the past two, three years as you were working on Talent Diverse and my career path and a couple of different uh, initiatives that serve kind of the same purpose, empowering people and empowering organizations to do the right thing. What is the impact that you observed so far in those that you worked with? So from the talent side is really the knowledge and understanding of how penetrating, for example, a new market, a new environment is that how hard that is and how they can reposition themselves to fit in the new demand or to meet the new uh, requirements of the new market or the new society or the new world that they're in. And, and the joy they actually get mm. in just being in a safe space where they can ask questions, they can feel that, okay, I'm here in this group and there are people with the same background as me, with the same challenges as me, and I can ask them openly and they'll be able to, to guide me. So that's, uh, that's like one of the impact that we have uh, in all of our communities. Uh, for organizations, it's really just to give them this space, knowing that actually there is talent diverse. There is an organization that's trying to help and enable organizations within the EU to become diverse and inclusive. As you know, you know, before Black Lives Matter and the George Floyd uh, movement, people thought that, you know, the problem of systemic racism was mostly the U a U.S. problem, not our problem. You know, systemic uh, injustice was not uh, very much part of the EU um livelihood or like way in the way that we do things here but after that we actually actually it's also here so a lot of the companies or organizations that signed up on the platform was just like we're just so happy that your organization exists and the work that you're trying to do uh in the eu is very important of course that the translation into tangibility after that is yes. different <laughs> <laughs> but we're we're happy to have like a list of 100 companies sign up when we had our um early early access yeah. you know to talent there that was Amazing. really great i mean so that was really um good to see and uh i could see that you know we're there is something that we're mm -hmm. working on that's something that could be really mm -hmm. good and that could be bigger than me um for sure. Yeah. Okay. What is next for Talent Diverse? So right now, because we're very much a company that focuses on talent acquisition, so diverse talent acquisition, uh, the market is not that great at the moment for talent acquisition in general. But what we're looking at is how to reposition the services that we offer in terms of, yes, you're not scaling right now, you're on the lean budget, you're scaling mm -hmm. down, but this is actually the opportunity to think about what could diversity mean for your organization? What can you? What systems and processes can you work on right now that the noise mm -hmm. is out? You know, you're not in a rush. Um, and so we're really focusing on process improvement, systems improvement, internal uh, 
uh, capacity building around diversity and inclusion in this yeah. time so that when you scale, you'll be ready to, to go for it, honestly. Um, and so our goal right now is really just to be like a thought leadership um, organization that offers thought leadership expertise around diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, in the EU, mm-hmm. but also for organizations outside of the EU that want to come mm. in this region. Yes, and understand. I think that's very tough. Even in some organizations, again, I'm not maybe going to name names, but I worked in both very European organizations, but also uh, US-based and, and opening in Europe. And there is a lot of conversation, of course, when we translate any DEI objectives uh, around, does this make sense? And a lot of time it does not make sense, right? So, for example, you have in the U.S., the veteran dimension, there is a lot of investment, rightfully so, in the U.S. This is not part of a European reality or even Asian reality, right? So all these conversations, I think having somebody like you and your organization offering the expertise is critical to just not lose momentum. Um, I felt we, we a lot of times lost momentum because there was like, oh, we need to kind of copy-paste which is not the case and vice yeah. versa is equally uh, valid right uh, we're we're seeing Absolutely. more and more organizations from uh, from the uh, european tech space opening um, in in the us and uh, yes. that needs uh, yeah equalization in a way when it comes to you said <laughs> recruitment is not going great at the moment which is true but I think there is also a, a, a very large effect given by the layoffs that happen in the market, specifically in tech, in a space that we both activate mostly. Um, is there a space where you are supporting these communities? I feel that especially minority populations suffer harder from imposter syndrome, from picking yourself back up when things don't go as planned um and i'm curious if if you are if you are occupying that space in any way if you are yeah able to support in any way absolutely so uh, we are currently offering our placement services to some of our clients and this look like supporting women and other uh, and bipoc talent that are being laid off with career services like reviewing their resumes and telling them about the market because you can imagine people have been in positions for five, six years, did not imagine or expect that they will be out. They actually don't understand what's going on in the market or how to reposition themselves. So we do, uh, we are offering at the moment uh, outplacement services that really focus a lot on the human, on the individual, uh, supporting them through this journey empowering them and eventually the goal is really not just say hey here is how you're going to get that next job but really to help them understand how they can reposition themselves better irrespective of what's happening in the in the market and like you said a lot of women and underrepresented talents suffer from imposter syndrome like not really knowing how to negotiate you know better packages like how can you put this together right now so that next time when you have a crash people are really empowered um yeah so reach out if you have <laughs> a lot of women a lot of bible yeah. talent that you're letting go we really are happy to support them uh in understanding the berlin market german market the eu market uh, with a lot of compassion and love which is um what really motivates me because these stories of layoffs are really emotional 
it's a really hard place to be. And if you don't understand this uh, environment that you're in, or you've just gotten into it and you're forced now to go out there, it can be really crash for you. Yes, uh, I think we all have uh, friends, family um, who have been impacted and uh, it's very interesting the the, the younger generations uh, who for them maybe it's the first time when they're witnessing such a crash and maybe are impacted by this. It's, it's just a new reality and that I think in general because it's been so widespread, it hasn't at least I, I, this is how I perceived it. It hasn't really hit in the in the self esteem, but at surface. But it's it's definitely happening, right? And um, we just don't know what's going to happen. And I think it's it's important to at least um, have those conversations. And you drawing from your community and drawing from the learnings. And as you say, knowledge is power. The more you know people, the know you more opportunities. The more you know let's say, best practices in this type of situations, the faster you rebound. Speaking about rebounding, uh, Kave, I I can imagine it's been a journey. Nobody that I talk to from the DEI space has a smooth ride. Um, and yesterday I was actually talking to another market expert and they're like, it's, it's very common burnout within the DEI specialist space, right? And I'm always curious on these episodes to draw some wisdom from those who are practicing certain things that make them stay on the journey despite how hard it is. So I'm very curious about your tactics and what gives you energy to continue. Very, If you have any practical things or more, uh, I don't know, philosophical things, I'm very eager to hear about them. It really is tough. And the challenge I always find uh, the hardest is I feel like I am repeating myself over and over. Oh, all the DEI experts are really talking about the same things every single day, but we're actually not seeing improvements uh, in terms of data that is coming out that, you know, this, pers- I mean, only 1% of venture funding capital went to women. So you can imagine if you've been uh, an empo- like a person who empowers female founders, you know, to go out there to put their businesses out there to, in order to get funding, you will feel that your work is really not valuable. It's not doing what it's supposed to do. The work of diversity and inclusion in companies, we're not seeing improvements in the executive level. We're not seeing improvements in middle management. We're even seeing harsh realities right now with the layoffs that all the diversity work that we did with that particular organization is non-existent because of course all the diverse talent is gone so you know uh go back to square one so it it hits me hard when i see that the results the outcome is not improving and so i always ask what is the alternative (laughs) you know it's, it's so personal. Like my own journey has been influenced by, you know, living, growing up from migrant background, moving to different countries, you know, working hard so I can build a career. Like not, my journey, this business is my journey yes. itself. And I had already achieved a certain level of success or satisfaction. And then I decided to build it for others. 
So my alternative was, should I just go back and, you know, be a head of people, head of HR somewhere and forget about, you know, (laughs) this diversity and inclusion work? And then I come back and say, well, the whole purpose of why I was created is to do this, you know? Um, So if on this larger scale, it's not working, how can I Mm -hmm. do it on a smaller Mm -hmm. scale? That's my realistic uh, um, uh, analysis mm-hmm. of you know sometimes you have to be realistic that you know things are not looking great things are not probably Easy. going yeah. to improve in the next years you need mm-hmm. to have a plan and uh, I think my idea is to if all all yes. else fails I'll just I'll do it on a smaller scale and I should be okay I think we've done such a great job you have. connecting people. Now know there's diverse talent across the EU everywhere. Um, we've done that job. <laughs> it can be up to them to continue it if you know all this fails. But uh, I'm stealing yeah, that. That's what I, I am think. totally stealing this. <laughs> what is the alternative? Like, wanna look in the mirror and really understand what is the alternative? And if you're comfortable with the alternative, take it. But if you're not comfortable, like d- keep digging. Right? This is what. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's hard, especially as a female founder. You're like, oh my god, I, there's just not much positive outlook <laughs> there. You know? So you need a strong uh, driving force internally as an individual to keep going. Otherwise, yeah, it gets harder. Well, this is my tribute to you to keep going. This is my applause from the side side, um, but also. Um, not hope to be honest trust i have trust that the work that you do personally um is being seen Uh, i have seen this specifically while i was working in berlin and um i don't think there's any way back (laughs) you are there you are embedded in the space um but it's also trust that the community as you say is having a bit of a reflection moment and a bit of a breather and in the past couple of weeks a lot of people have reached out as well around um we want to look into this what can we do and i'm like listen to the podcast and talk to these experts that (laughs) i'm chatting to because they know more um so yes i am uh in full trust mode that the work that you're doing uh has had a lot of impact and will grow um, but I know it's not easy so um, if you are to make any I don't know call out to the industry to to the environment that we are in what would that be what would you like to see but you're maybe shy of asking loud Uh, we speak a lot about investing in women supporting women but it really takes uh, a lot of uh, in inner reflection and an inner push to actually say, I'm going to give Kavel a call and I'm going to get her to work with my organization or my friend's organization on, on such and such project. Um, and so my call will just be, if you're looking to really just figure out how you can improve diversity in your organization, how you can improve processes and hiring, you know, it, Give me a call, write me, um, and let's have a chat. I think this conversation light me up and uh, excite me as an individual. But actually, like, write me, tell me the budget that you have, whether it's small or minimal, uh, and let's see how we can work together. Um, 
because a lot of uh, time companies fear that it's so expensive mm-hmm. to work with external uh, consultant on diversity, on hiring. It's really not it's really finding out how we can put out together a, a package, a structure that works for both entities. Because in the beginning, it's this yeah. trust uh, element, you know, that we're operating on. So write me. <laughs> I'm interested in really assisting companies in, in Germany and Berlin to become inclusive. There's a, There's hunger, a hunger for that. For sure. And yeah, just take that first step as head of people and let's get going. Give cover a call. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us today. It's been a total pleasure. Thank you. Thank you as well. Thank you so much for staying with us for the entire episode. You are the best. If you enjoyed this conversation, subscribe to the We Include podcast on Spotify or the podcast provider of your choice. And don't forget to share in your networks. It's highly appreciated. You can find me on LinkedIn for suggestions of initiatives and topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes. They are coming out weekly. Till next time, take care. <laughs>